the show, everybody. Super Mega Trivia Slam is the name of the show. My name is Steve Strangio, your host. Hey, guys, guess what? It's our season finale tonight. Yeah. Cue the pyrotechnics. No, we forgot the pyrotechnics. All right, next time in the budget, we're going to have exploding things happening in the background. It'll be like the WWE. It'll be insane. Uh, so this is the show. If you haven't seen it, we've done like what, Bobby? Like 20 shows? This is our 21st show. Our show is finally legal. So thanks for having Our show can drink beer now. So thanks so much for hanging out with us, folks. Um, but just because it's the end of the season doesn't mean we're not going to be back. We just, you know, like to have a, a good synergy of things. And when I get to the next, we move things to the next level. That's really what it's all about. But for now, we're here. We haven't even started yet because this is Super Mega Trivia Slam and more. So we got more things coming up happening right here. That's the inside joke. We'll explain it later. All right. In this game, we have eight rounds uh, of multiple choice trivia, okay? If you're playing at home, so we have like a, we have a crowd here, and if you're playing at home, basically what you can do is use me as your virtual trivia show host, okay? Get your friends together, hang out, get pizza, get some beer. If you're playing alone, just play against your dog. I don't care. Whatever you want to do, have a good time with it, okay? Uh, we say the question. Every round has one question. Every round is different, all right? Then it's a multiple choice, okay? And then you, I give you the answer. You have like 30 seconds to answer after that. Uh, and then I give you a fun fact. And I like to have, like, word play with the fun facts up to that. So that's how that goes. And then we move on. We do that. And then we go to a rapid fire round after that. And that's basically it. All right. Are you guys ready for the season finale? Yeah. yeah. All right. Watch the screen. Uh, They'll be up there, hopefully. So if it if it goes out, who cares? We vamp. All right, moving on. Uh, round number one, damn you, egg. That is the theme of this round. We're going to do three rounds first with everybody shouting out answers. Then we'll start picking people to play. So here we go. Uh, deviled eggs, ladies and gentlemen. Deviled eggs have been around for a while to both nourish us and somewhat confuse us. Uh, why do they look like that? Uh, why are they so delicious? And most importantly, why are they called deviled eggs? Why are they called deviled eggs? Those are your choices right there. You're going to have 30 seconds to just to say, I'll read them first. Don't say anything yet. A, religious zealots claim that they were created by the devil. Uh, B, the original name was defiled eggs. Or C, it's an 18th century term for a boiled food that is highly seasoned or spiced. You have 30 seconds. Shout out your answers. Go! C, we have a C. It's an 18th. Okay, everybody's going for C. How about you guys in the back? You're going, so everybody's just going for C. That's it. You can. Okay, so we have a B that we're called defiled eggs. All right. So you got 15 seconds to go. You can change your answer within the allotted time. So if you feel like, so we have, do we have an A? No A. So nobody's saying A. No religious zealots in the audience tonight. Thank God, because <laughs> I can do my show. Uh, three seconds to go. Two, one. All right, ladies and gentlemen. The question. <laughs> we have a last minute. Hey. Why are they called deviled eggs? Most everybody here said C. One person said B. Let's find out what the answer is. Yeah, it's C, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, it's an 18th... Let's hear it if you got it right. Come on. Yeah, yeah, there you go. 18th century term for boiled food that is highly seasoned or spice. Here is the uh, deviled facts. Uh, deviled eggs actually go all the way back to ancient Rome, of course, uh, where the eggs were prepared with spicy sauces and served at the very beginning of the meal, uh, a.k.a. the primo piatto. That's how it's called. That's what we call appetizers in Italy. That's, we just keep giving you food. Uh, it wasn't until around 1896 that we see the deviled eggs as we see them today. Uh, they used mayonnaise for the first time to bind uh, the yolk. 
So, deviled egg fans? You guys big fans of deviled eggs? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan myself. It's just it all depends on how they're made. If it's too spicy, I, I don't want it. But the, the deviled eggs that are made these days aren't really spicy. They're more savory, right? So, I don't know. Who cares? <laughs> Eat eggs. All right, moving on to round number two. Surrender Dorothy. Okay, so what's this all about? Uh, the Wizard of Oz, of course, uh, is one of the most classic films in cinematic history. One little-known fact is that the actor who played the Tin Man was a last-minute replacement. Now, why did this happen? She actually, well, let's, let's, let's go for the question. Somebody who thinks they know, which is good. Uh, was it A, the original actor got drunk uh, all the damn time? Uh, was it B, uh, the makeup made the actor, the first actor, sick? Or C, they found out uh, that the original actor was a communist. 30 seconds, go! B! B! B. B. Sick! Alright, we got a sick person. The person, you're saying is sick? Right, guys in the back, what do you got? B. B, he's going with B. The makeup made the first actor sick. Do we have 1A, the original actor got drunk just all the damn time. If you watch a lot of behind-the-scenes documentaries, that did happen a lot on that movie, so there you go. Seven seconds to go if you're playing at home. If you're drunk at home, hey, good, you stay home. Don't drive. That's very good. Three! Two communists. Let's go for the com We have one communist in the background, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Why was the actor uh, for the Tin Man replaced? Here comes your answer. Yep, it's B. The makeup made the first actor sick. Do you know who the first actor was? It was Buddy Epson. Yeah. Uh, we're off to see the fun facts. Buddy Epson, who you may remember as Jed Clampett uh, from the Beverly Hillbillies. Barnaby Jones. He was also, but what, what else did he play? He was in a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, he was like one of those 70s actors that you saw in everything. Um, original choice for the Tim. And if you, if you think about it, he kind of makes more sense than the guy that they chose. Uh, that was, I believe it was, uh, yeah, Jack Haley. He was kind of a song and dance man. He had kind of like a really, you know, hey, how you doing? I'm the Tin Man type of vibe about it. So it was a little strange. But uh, he stepped in, um, you know, and, uh, and went searching uh, for that damn heart. So many wild things uh, about The Wizard of Oz. Um, there are like theories that like somebody hung themselves on the set, um, that the, the munchkins were just drunk all the time. Uh, there is a movie called Under the Rainbow uh, with Chevy Chase in it about what, what happened behind the scenes. So it's pretty insane, so, so go check it out. Uh, so, and actually, I remember that they tried to get Shirley Temple uh, to play Dorothy. Yeah. What was that? There you go. It's Stu, ladies and gentlemen. Stu. People want to know where Stu is going to be. He's right here. All right, moving on round number three. Let's get animated, ladies and gentlemen. Lots of them damn cartoons running around all over the damn place, dropping just boulders on people, hitting them with frying pans, and dressing up in drag to confuse their adversaries. But one question remains. One question remains. Which cartoon character has appeared in the most filmed cartoons? Those are your choices. Go for it. A, Bugs Bunny. B, Mickey Mouse. Or C, Popeye. Go! Bugs. Bugs. We got a Bugs. Okay. I say it's Mickey. You're saying it's Mickey. Okay. All right. Okay. So there's a bit of a qualifier in there, so look for it. 15 seconds to go. If you're playing at home, you can change your answer at the very last minute. People are discussing. Is it A, Bugs Bunny? C, Mickey Mouse. Or rather, B, Mickey Mouse. Or C, Popeye. Two... One. All right, ladies and gentlemen, here it is. Which cartoon character has appeared in the most filmed cartoons? I triple-checked this one. You can Google it if you want to. It's Bugs Bunny. Yeah, Bugs Bunny uh, was the one who appeared in the most cartoons, sort of based on Clark Gable, from what I understand. So uh, that's facts, folks. 
Uh, according to the Guinness Book of World Records, uh, Bugs Bunny has appeared in cartoon films between the years of 1940 and 1964. He's appeared in more than 160 uh, cartoon shorts, which led to all sorts of other uh, cartoon appearances. Mickey Mouse was in over 140, and Popeye was in 108, and most of them were in black and white. So I'm a, I'm a big Popeye. I'm actually a fan of the Popeye um, cartoons from the 1940s. Bugs, yes, I can see that. Yeah, so it was like kind of a kind of a Clark Gable Groucho Marx hybrid. Yeah, exactly. It was a bit of a smart ass, which is good. I like. I mean, I'm, I'm a big fan of Bugs. I like the cartoons from the '40s are really, to me, the best cartoons because I grew up with them. You know, I, I didn't get any of their references. You know, when I was a kid. But now uh, I think it's like Me TV. They're actually uh, they have they have uh, cartoons in the morning and they show them. And they were like heavily edited too when we were watching them because there's so much stuff in there which is pretty bad. <laughs> it was like midnight movie type of stuff. So there we go. All right. Our first three rounds are down and we're going to be moving on to picking people to play. Um, before we do that, a uh, reminder, this is our season finale. Uh, so uh, come, you know, check out uh, on, on all Strong Island TV. If you're seeing it on Strong Island TV, everything will be up there if you want to come check it out. It's on YouTube and so on and so forth. Um, also... We are doing a crowdfunding campaign to, uh, to raise some extra money to film this puppy like a rock concert. So uh, just go on to something called Seed and Spark. Seed, S-E-E-D, Seed and Spark. Uh, and search Super Mega Trivia Slam. Not Super Trivia Mega Slam. It's Super Mega Trivia Slam. All right. Who wants to play? Who wants to play? I'm looking at everybody right now. Yeah. They're all staring at me. All right. Shout out your name, sir. Phil. Phil. Phil, who I ran into on the street in Patchogue. Phil and his magic drums. All right, Phil, here we go. Are you ready? The way it works is uh, I'm going to ask him the question. Everybody here can shout out the answer. You wait until 30 seconds have elapsed, and then you give the answer, and hopefully you are correct. If you're doing it at home, same thing. Pick somebody to play. Everybody can shout out. It could be the right answer. It could be the wrong answer. They may want to try to trip you up, Phil. So okay. watch out. Here we go. Here is your round. Uh, it's a Japanese kind of Christmas. Yeah, it's a Japanese kind of Christmas. So yes, they actually do celebrate Christmas in Japan. Santa Claus is known as Santa-san. That's actually true. Santa-san. Uh, the USA has a lot of uh, Christmas traditions, but the Japanese have their very own tradition, which is also uh, relates to uh, these here states. Here comes the question. What fast food place do the Japanese use to order their Christmas meal? There are your choices. Actually real. There are your choices. Not yet. A, Burger King, B, Taco Bell, or C, KFC. Go! KFC. KFC. She's saying KFC right off the bat. KFC. KFC, okay. Convince I'll Phil. Why are you saying Burger not yet? King, but KFC kind of so hold on sense. to it. No, you can still change your answer. you got 10 seconds to go. Why are you saying KFC? I don't know. It's really good chicken. Really good chicken. What the heck? Guys in the back, what do you think? You're going to go with Taco Bell? Yeah. Maybe they like a drive through Christmas. You never know. All right. Time is up. Give me your answer. KFC. Now, you're choosing, you're choosing KFC because you just like chicken. Big fan of fried chicken. I think it's most logical. Yeah. How does it relate to the Japanese culture, though? It just sounds good. All right. Yeah, you have a big feast of chicken. There you go. All right, so he has chosen KFC. Is he right? You're right! Congratulations! Good job! There you go. Here is a Kentucky Fried fact for you. Uh, thanks to a brilliant ad campaign in 1974, KFC has become the ultimate place to buy Christmas dinner 
in Japan. Uh, this happened, uh, it's, it's rumored that a KFC manager in Japan told everyone that fried chicken was the preferred uh, Chris man, <laughs> Christmas meal in America. It's Chris man. Uh, and everybody believed him. So I think it's happened around 1974 or so. Christ man. It is Christ man, the new superhero. Um, so yeah, everybody you know in Japan, uh, for some reason, they just like to have KFC. You know, because they thought Americans, like we have turkey and Thanksgiving and Christmas, let's go to KFC. You know, so whatever. All right, so who wants, whatever works, but you got it right. All right, who wants the guys in the back? You want to play? No? Okay, just hanging out. All right. Oh, you play next. We'll get you next. We'll get you next, Harry. All right, shout out your name. Yeah. Joe. Joe. All right, Joe, here we go. Round number five. Let's talk about the Jolly Old Elf. So we're talking about Christmas, you know, Christ man. Let's talk about the Jolly Old Elf. Here we go. Santa Claus has gone by many names in all sorts of countries. I will give you three potential foreign translations of Santa Claus, and you have to guess the correct one. This is kind of like them foreign movie titles. It's crazy, but just with Christmas. All right, here we go. Um, is it A, Daddy Christmas, B, Uncle Jolly Man, or C, Klaus Van Santa? So this is a, this is a translation of some of the foreign names for Santa Claus. You have 30 seconds. Don't answer just yet. Shout out the answer. What is it? Klaus Van Santa. Just read it. There you go. What is the real foreign... What is the real... Who is the real foreign Santa Claus? Two of these are fake. One of these is real. We have a Daddy Christmas. He's going to be Uncle Jolly Man. Ten seconds to go. See, Klaus Van Santa. <laughs> you will enjoy Christmas. So there you go. Three seconds to go. All right. Time is up. Joe, what do you think it is? Daddy Christmas. Sounds like a 70s action movie, doesn't it? Get ready for Daddy Christmas. You heard of Father Christmas, so you're thinking Daddy Christmas might be the way to go. All right. So she has chosen A, Daddy Christmas, which is the real foreign Santa Claus. Here we go. Yes, Daddy Christmas, you are right. But where is Daddy Christmas popular? She's doing the dance. She always does the dance. Okay. One of these days we have a camera going that way, so you can see her doing the dance. <laughs> Rudolph, the fact-nosed reindeer, has shown up, so here we go. Daddy Christmas is the Italian version of Santa, which is pronounced as Babbo Natale. You've probably heard of Babbo Natale. If you're Italian, you're like, hey, see, si, yeah, hey, see, si, there um, Other translations, um, Dunce Lauren is, Chi is Chinese for Old Christmas Man. All right. Santa Claus in Holland for Saint Nicholas. Uh, the actual Saint Nicholas was born in Turkey, believe it or not, uh, and there Santa is known as Noel Baba. Noel Baba. And they're like, if you, if you Google foreign Santa Claus people, you'd get 10,000 different types of things. So Santa Claus exists across the world because he's magic, and that's all there is to it. All right, who wants to play? Uh, actually, Harry. Harry, there we go. Shout out your name. I know your name, but shout out. Harry. Harry. Welcome, Harry. He's going to shoot. He's going to go for it. Harry. All right, here we go. Here comes your round, Harry. Doughy, tasty goodness. It's doughy, tasty goodness. The pretzel has been around for a while now and has since um, continued its fame, you know, fame in malls, uh, street fairs, and somewhat sketchy New York um, you know, street, <laughs> street uh, food carts or city food carts. Here's a question about one version of the, the chewy pretzel. Not the hard pretzel, the chewy pretzel. Why is a pretzel folded that way? Why is a pretzel folded that way? Those are your choices right there. Uh, to help the baking process, to help learn your prayers, or it's an ancient Aztec symbol. 30 seconds, help them out. Don't answer just yet, Harry. Go! I've stumped the crowd, ladies and gentlemen. B, to help learn your prayers. Okay. I'm going to go with uh, 
Well, not yet. Wait, you got you got ten seconds to go. You got ten seconds to go. Help Harry out. Five seconds to go, guys. What do you think? A to help in the baking process. All right. All right. So, why is a pretzel folded that way, Harry? What is your answer? A to help in the baking process. Why is that? You have no idea. It just sounds good. <laughs> there you go. All right. So, what do you go? Why is a pretzel folded that way? Is he correct? Sorry, it's B to help learn your prayers. Believe it or not. Yeah. I guess I'll tell you why. Um, dip this fact in mustard, folks. As the legend goes, an Italian monk in the year um, 610 A.D. would reward young children with this treat uh, by folding bread in dough strips to resemble arms in prayer. All right. Uh, he called it uh, pretiola, uh, which meant uh, little rewards. So it became pretzel when it went all across the world, and that's how you go. There you go. <laughs> exactly. At the start, you know, get them, cost them some doughy goodness. All right. Uh, we're moving on to round number seven. We got two more rounds. Who wants to play? Oh, he's going to play. Bobby's going to play. Have you ever played? I don't think you've ever played. I love this. Awesome. Bobby Lucero, who owns this joint and, and gives us a chance to actually express ourselves creatively. And I'm publicly thanking you, Bobby, for being an awesome guy and always being there for us. So thank you, sir. Really appreciate it. All right, here we go. Uh, do you take this question to be your trivia? There are many traditions when it comes to holy matrimony, and a lot of them started with most people referred to as the olden times. Uh, here's a question based on one of those traditions about marriage. In historical terms, why is he called the best man? Those are your choices right there. To defend the bride and groom in combat. To replace the groom if he dies. Or to chase uh, after all of the bridesmaids. 30 seconds, go! B, we have a hold on to it. He's saying B, you can change your answer if you want to. We got 15 seconds to go. Chase all the bridesmaids. Chase all the bridesmaids. All right, I've been to many weddings. We, we have done that. So, anybody else want to help him out? So you go in A to defend the groom in combat. All right, time is up. In historical terms, why is he called the best man? Bobby, what is your answer? B to replace the groom if he dies. Should I ask why he chose that? That's what friends are for. There you go. That's a bro code right there, ladies and gentlemen. And more. And more. <laughs> and more. Da, da, da. I'll explain that later. All right, so here we go. In historical terms, why is he called the best man? Here comes your answer. To defend the bride and groom in combat. Yeah, that's actually, it makes no sense, but I'll tell you how it makes sense here. Um, okay, uh, till fact do us part, ladies and gentlemen. Many centuries ago, the kidnapping of the bride was very common. So a groom would pick the best fighter he knew in order to protect her and get her to the damn altar. So that's why he was the best man. Uh, these days, it's all about being there for the groom and organizing a kick-ass bachelor party. So there you go. So yeah, Marriage. All right, moving on. So <laughs> I'm not going to say marriage. All right. Stu, I'm going to pick you. Stu, you're our last player. Give a hand for Stu. He's been here. This, I'm, I'm, I've, I said this joke before. I'm going to say it again. Uh, the very first episode, the first few episodes, all I had was an audience of Stu. That was it. But then people started coming here, and I started getting crowds. So I really appreciate it. So thank you for all your loyalty, man. You're awesome. All right, so here we go. We're going to help Stu. Stu, it's, a, it's our favorite one. It's my favorite one. What is it? Them foreign movie titles is crazy. I love this. All right. <coughs> 
Uh, foreign movie translations of American movie, movie titles. Uh, they, don't, they don't just make any damn sense. They don't. So I will give you the American movie title, and you have to guess the foreign movie translation. All right, so here we go. The Terminator. What is the Polish translation of The Terminator? There are your choices. Future Man and Warrior Lady. Electronic Murderer. Or Stop the Killer Robot. Go. A, B, or C. What do you think it is? A. We have an A. We have Future Man and Warrior Lady. B, Electronic Murderer. How about you down here? Ladies, what do you think? Electronic gentleman, what do you think? He's staring. What do you got, big guy? C. So we have a nice range to choose from. All right, you have one second to go. It's over. Stu, the Terminator, the Polish translation. Give me an answer. You say A, future man and warrior lady. Why do you say that? Well, because maybe it's like you know, Kyle Reese was the future man because he came, he came back to help her, and warrior lady was Sarah Connor. So that makes sense, right? That makes sense. It makes sense. Uh, it's not right. It's B, Electronic Murderer. Yeah, Electronic Murderer. That's okay. But actually, that's... A, I don't care. Go nuts. Actually, it's pretty good. Why didn't we use that sound effect before? <laughs> All right. I'll be fact. Yeah, I said it, and I don't care. It's a good joke. Here's a few fun facts about the Terminator, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, O.J. Simpson was supposed to play the Terminator. Believe it or not, they actually chose O.J. first. Yeah, so that, that went different ways. Uh, two, Linda Hamilton trained with an ex-Israeli commando for the role of Sarah Connor. Uh, and three, the original ending had Sarah Connor as an old woman telling her story into a tape recorder, which they did actually in the second one. Uh, and John Connor, who guy who came back to help her, uh, becoming a U.S. senator. Uh, and they, uh, they had a daughter, and then hilarity ensued. So that was, that was Terminator. Yeah, they actually had a daughter in, in the original ending. No, that wasn't his mother. That was John Connor was the guy who came back, I believe. I care. I don't know. Kyle Reese came back. My mistake. It's actually Kyle Reese. It wasn't supposed to be John Connor. Thank you for pointing that out. That's awesome. It was Kyle Reese came back. John Connor was that, yeah. That's an entire that's back to the future. That that was back to the future I was thinking about. <laughs> that's okay. Whatever. Mistakes happen. Alright, so uh, the Ann Moore thing we were joking about. We're gonna get to a rapid fire round. Eight rounds of trivia, guys. Good job. There we go. Kyle Reese is going to come back and help me out. Um, we, were, we were in here before, and some guy uh, walked in. We were in a row of like stores, and, and some guy wanted, just walked in going, is this the place where we do meditation? And we were like, no. <laughs> but I was like, no, it's, it's over there. We're like, and more? <laughs> so it's like meditation and more. That's a new thing we're going to open up now, a drive through meditation place where you can get like cider fries and meditate, feel good about yourself. So we think that's, we should, that's a good business idea. Yeah, let's give it a shot. <laughs> that too. Get some tater tots. I love tater tots. All right, folks. We're going to move on to our rapid fire round. It's our last rapid fire round for season number one. Uh, the way this works is uh, we got five questions and you got like three seconds to answer, folks. Um, and then I'm going to say a statement. All right. Now, when I say that statement, okay, you can either say one of two things. You can agree with me or disagree with me. If you agree with me, you'll say one thing. Disagree, you'll say another. So that's our rapid-fire round that's happening right now. You say, that's awesome, if you agree with me, or you lie if you disagree with me. All right, you got the rules? Here we go. Rubber bands last longer when they're refrigerated. That's go! Awesome. That is awesome! Yeah, okay. All right, what do you think over here? You lie. You lie like a rug. What do you think? 
Yeah. All right, time's up. Here we go. Rubber bands last longer when you refrigerate it. When they're refrigerated, that's awesome. Versus you lie. That's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. That's how it goes. It makes the polymers relax. She was very happy that you said that. I'm very happy that you said that. All right, moving on to our second one. A tiger also has striped skin. Go. That's awesome. That's awesome. That would be awesome. Okay, that's awesome. All right, here we go. A tiger also has striped skin. That's awesome. Absolutely. Uh, if you shave the tiger, I don't recommend it, but if you shave the tiger, you will see the same stripes on the skin that tiger actually has. So there you go. Joey, exactly. Joe Exotic probably has done... I'm not even getting into it. All right, moving on to number three. Uh, the average human heart weighs 10 pounds. That's awesome versus you lie. It's just the head weighs 10 pounds. Some people have 20 pounds. So what do you think? The average person. So what are you saying? You lie or that's awesome. You lie. You lie. You're going to lie. I'm a filthy, filthy liar. Should be punished. There we go. You lie. Yeah, it's, it's 10 ounces. Your head weighs 10, at least 10 ounces, not 10 pounds. If it does weigh 10 pounds, you just, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Moving on. One of our spaceships will land on Jupiter in about 50 years. That's awesome versus you lie. Go for it. You lie. I lie. That's awesome. That'd be awesome. Right? It could happen 50 years. I lie. All right, well, here we go. That's awesome versus you lie. One of our spaceships will land on Jupiter in about 50 years. What is the answer? You lie. Yeah. Spaceships can't land on Jupiter because it's made of gas and there's no solid surface. So we just like go right through and into the core. All right, so there you go. All right. Well, it's all led to this, ladies and gentlemen. This is our 21st episode, and now we have our final question for today. And for the season, season number one, that, that, that's awesome versus you lie. The term freelancer originated from self-employed, sword-wielding mercenaries. Go. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's pretty awesome. I lie. All right. The term freelancer originated from self-employed, sword-wielding mercenaries. That's awesome. Or you lie, here comes the answer. That's awesome, yeah! Uh, they were mercenaries uh, with a non-affiliated freelance, or freelancers. Um, they were ready to fight and get paid, as am I, so I'm a freelancer as well. And ladies and gentlemen, hey, that's our show. Before we go, before I go, before I jump off the stage. Oh, uh, okay, so I'm here for 17 more hours, folks. We're just going to do a... A trivia marathon. Uh, this is this is awesome. I'm not saying goodbye. This is this is awesome. You know, and the show has grown. If you've seen the the very first episode of this show, uh, it was just me in front of a camera just talking. We didn't have any of this stuff going on, and, and it's been hills and valleys. But we've learned uh, along. And one of the things, the reasons I do this show, because I I hate tests, but I love learning. You know, and I got to write every day and learn things. I, I don't. People think I'm a trivia master. I'm not. If you come up to me, you could stump me. You really could stump me with trivia, and I would—I'd be great with that because I would learn something. Because I know sometimes people host trivia like, you know, I got a question for you. you got, I'm gonna stop you. I'm smarter. I'm like, I'm not, you probably are smarter. And I'm very proud of you. So that's how it goes. So when you see people hosting trivia, just have fun with them and just enjoy. The whole concept is shout out the answers and keep your own damn score. And uh, my name is Steve Strangio. This has been Super Mega Trivia Slam. This is awesome hanging out with you guys. We're back for more very soon. Yay! Yeah, hey! <laughs>